In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The summons of death comes to us all. When you don't eat for a few weeks, you begin to become weak. When you don't eat for a few meals, you become, become weak. Weak things are diminishing in their liveliness. Weak things die. You need to eat bread in order to sustain your life. You require sustenance for survival. That is why our Father in Heaven gives you daily bread, which really includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. But you and I also become weak in our sin. And that is why our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ hung upon the cross to give us his perfect body, that we might have eternal bread. We need bread here in time for our life and there in eternity for life. That is why the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness that Jesus near death with diminishing life would be tempted and overcome the devil. That Jesus would exchange the moment in the wilderness for another moment even closer to death all the way to death, in fact. Our Lord's time drew near, and so did his death. Jesus endures the devil's attacks, but Jesus is looking toward his death on the cross. He is not just in the wilderness that he might be looking for the glory of survival, but Jesus is looking for the suffering on the cross. Jesus is looking to take upon himself the suffering, pain, and sorrow of every man's temptation. Jesus is looking to take upon himself the weakness and the penalty of every man's sin. Jesus, for, for, <clears throat> Jesus survived for 40 days and 40 nights. But by the end of Holy Week, Jesus still must die. And the reason is the same there in Holy Week as it is in our reading. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The words that came from the mouth of God include, let there be light, and also, Father, forgive them. We need both to sustain our life. We require both sustenance for our survival. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit led him there on purpose, and Jesus was hungry. He is true man. And 40 days and 40 nights is a long time. Jesus was weak, near death. What could alleviate his suffering? Anything? Command these stones to become bread, Jesus. This first temptation is the devil's call to seek daily bread where it has not been promised, where it is not to be found. Jesus does need physical sustenance, like you and I do, but not like this. 
Though the devil tries to twist God's identity and purpose in giving miracles, there is one word that describes the devil. A liar. Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people, and Jesus realized this. It is God who gives bread, not the devil. God gives you his good gifts of creation. He gives you your shoes to tie. He gives you your lunchbox to fill. And he gives you your kitchen to sit in. Yet part of this same realization is also that God gives us daily bread that includes our duties and our chores. He gives you your laundry to fold. He gives you your homeowner's mortgage. He gives you your parents to take care of, your children to take care of. Do not fall to the tempter's plea that life would be easier if your duties and chores turned from stone into bread. It would be nice for all my suffering and problems to go away and I would finally be just happy. It would be better if I had a miracle, the type of miracle I want, an easy life. But the answer to suffering isn't a miracle that gives you an easy life. It cannot be. The answer to suffering is that Jesus is the one who alleviates your suffering, not some cheap miracle. Just as Jesus gives you his good gifts, of shoes and sandwiches, he also gives you an eternal miracle, his own merit and suffering as payment and as resolution to your pain and suffering. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus gives you body and body, his body's suffering to keep your body alive because you are in the body of Christ. Now the devil <clears throat> is clever, and the second temptation is merely an imitation of what Jesus had just said. Jesus responds with scripture, and so the tempter tries to misuse scripture. Jesus, throw yourself down, but this temptation is really the same as the first, to seek from God's angels what they are not well-ordered to do. The devil misquotes scripture as a trap. All of the Old Testament and New Testament point to the need for Jesus to suffer and die. All of scripture points to the resolution for your needs. Jesus is suffering. And cheap solutions will not do the job. The only solution is a suffering, death, and resurrection. Here again, the intro it. <clears throat> I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You are delivered from the devil's snares because you are safe in the mighty fortress. He is the strong shield against the devil's attacks. He is the sharp weapon 
even greater than a sword or javelin, to defend against the tempter. And so now the devil is running out of ideas. So he tries a logical fallacy. If you worship the devil, you can have all the kingdom and the power and the glory. Liar! Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. The devil offers falsehood, a lie. The lie that someone else, the devil, is worthy of being your fortress. That someone else, the devil, is the person who could be called upon for sustenance and for salvation. But it is not so. Do not fall for the tempter's fallacy that you will have earthly happiness if you give up your reception of God's gifts. We are born in sin, and we continue on in our sin. The devil wants us to think that we can turn our weakness into bread, that we can make our own weakness good. If these earthly things are those which could make us not sinful, if only I had enough knowledge and prestige, you still would not be good. If only my old body would give up its aches, you still would not be good. If only I could control my anger and yelling, you would still not be good. Worship of a good thing is sin if that good thing is not Jesus, but only part of his creation. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Dear Christians, to worship means to receive. And what you receive from Jesus is everything good. You received birth into this world. Men and women in God's good gift of created order. And you receive daily bread from God. Goods, fame, child, wife, house and home, good weather, peace, health, land, animals, all that you have. But you have even more. For the Spirit took Jesus into the wilderness so that Jesus would be prepared for this. Then the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. The angels ministered to Jesus' needs. Why? So that Jesus would continue on to the Jerusalem cross, to a more great suffering, or you might say a more humble and lowly suffering. Our Lord and Savior overcame the devilish attacks of temptation upon himself, and he himself became weak so that he would answer our pleas and calling out for help of our own weakness, and he himself became weak. And he gives you things that prevent you from being weak, food for your daily life, forgiveness for your daily life. He gives you daily identity in holy baptism. You are his. And he, in holy resurrection, he gives you the greatest alleviation from your sins and aches. He gives you new life. 
The victory has been won. Jesus is not short-sighted, for even them in his time of temptation, his eyes are looking from the Jerusalem cross, or looking to the Jerusalem cross and tomb. And where Jesus looks, you look also. You men do not live by bread alone, but by the body and blood of Christ, given and shed to make you good, to make you strong from your weakness. You receive daily bread for your daily weakness, and you receive eternal bread for your sin. You have before you today the greatest miracle of them all, that your body, your body, the one sitting right there in the pews, is going to rise again. Rise again and be sustained by the bread of life. You do not live by bread alone, but by the body and blood of Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.